One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello again, and welcome to 929, a podcast from fiverr.com with me, Ishan Akbar. This week, you're getting bang for your 9 minutes and 29 seconds buck, as I'll be speaking to not one, but two guests. Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm one of the co-founders of On, and On is the community-first brand that is reshaping the way that women experience their menstrual cycles. And I am Leah. I am Nikki's other half in terms of business. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. Hi, I'm Leah. I am Nikki's co-founder and the other half of On. On is a bold and daring company, which is so impressive that it's got me sold as an investor. There's just one problem. If I had the money and the time, I'd invest in this company. (laughs) You know, I'm not like one of those dragon's dens. I don't have all my cash sitting next to me. With three successful funding rounds under their belt, Nikki and Leah know a thing or two about how to get the right investment. It's an incredibly valuable skill. So I wanted to know how they do it and any tips they have for how you can do the same. Right, here goes. So today I'm joined by two guests who are really socially distancing. Nikki, where are you? I am in London, near Greenwich. That's nice. That sounds beautiful and wonderful. But let's find (laughs) out where Leah is. Not quite so sunny Lisbon at the moment. Let's start then with the lesson. What is the lesson that you want to impart on our listeners today? How to get the right investors. What do you mean by right investor? What does that mean? An investor that has our back through and through. Super enthusiastic, enthusiastic. Definitely people that can offer their time a little bit. It's always amazing if someone says, look, I'm happy to jump on this marketing call. Or the kind of the person that you can turn to when there's an issue, when you can actually turn to that person and say, COVID just hit, we don't know what to do. Can you give us a tiny bit of advice? When you've asked, look, COVID just hit, can you give us some advice? Have they said, we know COVID just hit, I have no idea what to do. (laughs) (laughs) That was was definitely one. So how did you guys meet and how was the idea for this company So we actually met on our very first day of uni and then 2016, catching up, a couple of glasses of wine and the idea came about. I was at Leah's house, didn't have any period products. So I went upstairs to borrow some and opened up a pad and it was covered in purple hearts. And I think it was the first time that I'd ever noticed how these products that we use every month were packaged. And I just got really, really angry. I went running downstairs to Leah with this pad in my hand, waving it around and just demanding answers as to why we buy products that look like they're designed for a nine-year-old child wrapped in plastic, covered in this idea of shame. And that was that was the idea on to creating a brand that women could feel proud of. Full disclosure, I once bought novelty toilet paper that had Panini football stickers on it. And it was the best thing <laughs> that I've ever bought. Amazing. I think I'd buy that too, to be fair. Um, in terms of just having that big idea and then saying, right, we need to find some investment. How did you even start doing that? You must have entered a world that you knew absolutely nothing about. 
networking events. You'd walk into an event and we'd go straight to the bar and it'd be like, down a glass of wine and then how we'd have a competition. Classic Lear and Nicky. <laughs> Always. Oh, God, we've spoken about wine yeah, so much. Yeah, that's already two times in five minutes. <laughs> but that was us. So we'd go in, like, have a quick glass of wine Mm-hmm. Then the competition would start. Who could get the most contacts? Competition between you two? Between the two of us, yeah. Right, I'll tell right. you one very interesting fact is the people that you think are investors are never investors. How do you mean? Explain. Like, you know, those typical, stereotypical ideas that you have of like someone suited up, looking really fresh with like, you know, expensive gear. That's never the person that's actually an investor. And so we would always end up in hour-long conversations with people that were in no way connected to the long-term goals of us trying to raise some money for our business. Right. Never judge a book by its cover. Exactly. Over time, through these investing rounds, how were you able to identify what a good investor looks like or sounds like? The first step was realizing that you're most likely not going to find your investors at these sort of organized angel investor startup networking events. You know, 90% of the people there were startups and then 10% maybe investors. Um, So we started researching our favorite companies, companies that we thought were disruptive, that we admired the branding of, that we felt had some sort of connection to the vision that we were trying to build And we started looking at who had invested in those companies and building a list. And then we started cold emailing. Is that just signing off in a really passive aggressive way? (laughs) Kind of regards versus kind regards. (laughs) What do you mean by cold emailing? It basically means you have no connection to the person that you're sending an email to. They do always start really bold as well. Mm. We typically, it goes something like, hey, we want to talk to you about periods. Um, Or it would be, can we buy you dinner? Or can we buy you... I, I was going to say, can we buy you? Can we buy you a cocktail? But I'm going to sound like I sound like alcoholics do it, again. Do it. <laughs> but it was, yeah. I think one of the one of the issues is that you get just preached that you should never ever send cold emails and that you have to have a warm introduction to everything. If you are outside of this kind of startup bubble, you don't have warm introductions. So. I mean, we are all for the absolute cold, cold emails and we've kind of closed quite a lot of our fundraising that way. In what ways has who you are affected the type of investor that you've got and the chance of getting investment? It's a tough one because, you know, if you look at industry level, it's mm. only about 2% of venture capital funding goes to women. So, sorry, only 2%? Yeah. But then put on top of that, that you're also talking about periods and yeah. typically investors are guys. Yeah, the odds were against us. Talk me through how you overcome such huge obstacles. Like, I'm not asking you to solve the patriarchy, but just in terms of how do you even think about saying this idea is worth it for us to try and overcome this? We just didn't give up. Like there was just no other alternative. So we just kept going. There were also times when we had to be incredibly feisty. I think I may have accidentally sworn uh, an investor on one occasion. Accidentally? Tell me more. (laughs) So he turned up for a meeting an hour late. 10 minutes into our pitch, he answers a call. He gets off the call. He then, and this is very typical for male investors when speaking to female entrepreneurs, you list every single thing that could possibly go wrong with the company. Um, when it's the other way around and it's investors talking to male founders, you talk about all the possibilities. So then he starts going, well, uh, you might not be able to get enough investment. The customers might not like you. Your products might not work. Do women even use tampons anymore? Um, and that wow. was the moment that it was kind of like, actually. I can't uh, believe you met my brother. I'm joking. <laughs> 
<laughs> but there was some uh, not quite so pleasant words that came out after after that conversation. I think one thing that's coming through loud and clear is for both of you over time, your gut seems to have learned almost how to feel about things. And I think that, I guess that just comes from experience, good and bad, right? Absolutely. We are big on following your gut. We actually, in the round before this one that's about to close, we walked away from our lead investor two weeks prior to the date that we were due to close the round. Why? What happened? Just like some weird, slightly manipulative behaviour. Mm-hmm. But we ended up walking away from him purely on gut. And honestly, it was the the best, but the most bold decision I think we've ever made. Um, we There was a true possibility that we could really lose the company through not going ahead um, with that fundraise. And so walking away from him and we had to close like a lot of money in a, in a very short amount of time. So we spent the following two weeks, I mean, absolutely no sleep. Emotions up and down all over the place. One of us would be going, oh my God, I don't know how we're going to do this. Whilst the other one was like, okay, get it out, cry for a little bit and let's go again. So if there are startups looking at a time like this to want to make an investment, you know, we're just coming out of a pandemic. There isn't much money flying around anymore. Do you have advice for people who might be looking for investment? Start an investor newsletter. It's really difficult to get someone to be really convicted in your idea Mm -hmm. if they've only had a few weeks knowing you. You know, if they've watched your progress for a year, even just through, you know, your investor newsletter, they know that you can overcome challenges they they can see your drive and your passion for the business so in terms of what i've learned from how to get the right investor you find a group of investors go into the room get copiously inebriated approach as many people as you can and eventually someone's going to say yes well ideally you can learn from our mistakes and uh, not do that what we (laughs) would suggest is do your due diligence so do your research on your investors before you even reach out to them Uh, trust your gut and also persistence is key. Nikki, Leah, thank you so much. That was a great chat. Thank you so much for having us. It's been amazing. 929 is a Fiverr podcast. If you found this episode enlightening, don't forget you can always catch up on a plethora of lessons from other guests throughout the series. And why not hit like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. But for now, time's up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.